Hello, and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast. Uh, hey, listeners, uh, just for listening to this show, we've got a special offer for you. Uh, it's a free audiobook from Audible. Uh, if you just go to audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast, you can get yourself a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial uh, just for being a listener of this show. Uh, it'll also go a ways towards supporting us here, so if you like the sounds that we're making, um, you know that will definitely help us out. Uh, and if you're looking for other ways to support the show, um, we'd also love to hear from you. Um, positive, negative, neutral, whatever you think of us. If you shoot us a rating or a review on iTunes, um, we would love to hear what you think about the show. Good reviews will help other people. Um, if you like what you're hearing, it'll help other people get the message also. Uh, so please do. Um, all those things are great and can help us out. Help yourself out, too, with a free audiobook. AudibleTrial.com slash WTE podcast or head on over to iTunes and help us out with a rating review. Um, and we'll have links to all those things uh, when we post the blog post for this episode. Uh, this episode, by the way, uh, is being brought to you from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Uh, I'm Mike Margulies, and today I'm being joined by Sabrina Taylor. Hi, y'all. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Sabrina was just, you were just telling me um, some of your story before we uh, hit the record button. And I really loved it. Your site, um, you have a couple of sites you have now. Um, AccidentalEntrepreneur.com is... .ca, because I'm Canadian. .ca, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, AccidentalEntrepreneur.ca, I stand corrected. That's right. Um, is like kind of a story of how you, well, as the name suggests, you accidentally became an entrepreneur, a digital nomad. A digital um, nomad, that word is so... We need to come up with a new word for digital nomad. <laughs> so what, what should it be? <laughs> oh, well... I don't know. I just think we should make a new one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've heard this complaint from people recently that it's, it's also not even necessarily fitting because yeah. we're not all um, nomadic. You know, some of us just post up here in Chiang Mai, for example. Yeah. I'm like, I actually live full time in Chiang Mai. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing nomadic about me. Well, like, I... <laughs> appliances, like blenders and juicers, that's not nomadic. Domesticated so... nomad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're digital that's... domesticant uh, or something like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to think in my head. I'm like, no, that's gonna come out so wrong. <laughs> I guess it's though. What's maybe the key is that we're all. Uh, you have a business that is location independent, though. Yes. So if you so ch- you chose, you're in Chiang Mai, and I, me as well, because we choose to be. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not tied down to the location specifically. It just happens to be an awesome place. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, don't tell everybody. Yeah, actually, I guess, yeah, we should I mean, stop. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Go to Saigon. I've been saying way too much good things about Chiang Mai on the show. It's going to get, yeah. Like, <laughs> not that I have, like, a massive reach, but, reach, but I don't, yeah, we don't want to ruin it. So, yeah. yeah, Chiang Mai sucks. No one listening should come out here. Don't come. Else. <laughs> just, yeah, go to Saigon. Way better. Go to Koh Samui. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, though, um, what you're doing uh, is a really good example of it, though, right, of folks that are doing the, uh, well, for lack of a better word, the digital nomad thing. Um and you kind of stumbled doing online management. You kind of stumbled into this job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was like a sweet story, actually. Uh, uh, yeah, so just so everybody else gets like a bit of it. So basically, I came to Chiang Mai to visit friends. And I was a flight attending before. And I, I just I got laid off for the season. And I thought I'd come out here for a vacation and, I don't know, peel them away from their work. And then I kind of got sucked into the whole co-working space sort of vibe. We're at one right now, actually. Yes. We're broadcasting live from, <laughs> lot, well, recording to be not broadcast live, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coffee. I have a nice little podcasting room in here, recording yeah. room. It's kind of creeping me out. There's just so much, like, carpet on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I got sucked in the whole co-working space thing, and then 
I was already working with the friend who I came to visit just briefly, like Mm. as a little side hustle doing um, content writing for them. And then just kind of word got around. They're like, oh, I'm looking for a content writer. And they're like, oh, hire Sabrina. And I just started building this client list and it just made sense to stay here. So I quit my job and I just can't peel myself away from Chiang Mai now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've stayed and kind of built it. So that's the whole accidental thing. And actually another podcaster duped me that and it (laughs) fits pretty perfectly because I really accidentally fell into it. Yeah. 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 So it's been kind of cool. It's been a fun little adventure. I'm kind of like an accidental entrepreneur also, but in different, I had like when I was living in the States, um, I had a townhouse in Houston and I realized like, oh, if when I leave, when I ended up quitting my job to go traveling, I realized like, oh wait, I can rent out this property and uh, I can do a thing. Right now it's actually not doing so well for me. (laughs) This turns out as I don't have tenants, it's vacant. So if anyone in Houston is looking for a place to stay, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot an email to wtepodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to have to remember you because I've always wanted to go to Texas. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so I mean that's, um, but I did kind of accidentally kind of fall into that as well. Um, And then, well, this, I don't know if if you consider the podcast to be a business, we don't make enough money just yet from uh, from Audible or whatnot, um, but yeah, it's, that was more intentional, though I guess, right? The idea of oh, let's go and do a, a thing. It's a whole. Well, I mean, it's a work in progress. Like, exactly, that you already that's true. Have a sponsor right now is kind of huge. Like, right. I know people who don't have sponsors at all, and they've had podcasts for mm. ages and stuff. So, I mean, hey, you're in the right direction. Yeah, it's an exci- it's an exciting, always evolving. It's yeah. continue. It's yeah, the show itself is evolving too. So it's it's real nice. Uh, and I think what you were saying also is very true about this, you know, I've said it, talked about it plenty on the show, like Chiang Mai, is the, you come in, you get, get sucked in, you think you're here for a little bit, like, oh, wait, yeah. this is like... Uh, like, you try and leave, but yeah, you come yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the people, it's the place, you know, the whole thing. But yeah. wait, no, Chiang Mai sucks, yes. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Yeah. Uh, um, so as you've been sort of, um, you know, living out here in Chiang Mai, you've been working online... Um, do you find, I guess, a question I get a lot now, um, when I've talked to my friends and I've kind of let them know, you know, I'm not, I'm going to come home for the holidays soon, mm-hmm. but I'm not intending to stay. I'm going to come back out here. And then they ask me the question like, well, well, what are you going to do? Like, yes. <laughs> oh my what God. do you do with yourself? And uh, so I, I have my answer to that, but I'd love to hear how you field those kind of questions for people. <laughs> those questions just kill me. I think my friends have like pretty, like people who know me well know not to ask because right. they're like, we don't really know what you do, but we know that you're doing stuff right. and you're getting paid. So like, <laughs> but it's like, it's such a funny question mm. because I work full time. So when people come in um, and they're just traveling or whatever, they're mm. like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean you can't meet me for coffee? They're like, no, no, no I, I have a job. Like I, or I run my own business. Like I need to, I need to work. And it's just like that they don't understand that you work. And they're like, Mm. I just don't understand the concept of, or they don't understand the concept of working in Thailand, not just traveling. So, cause to them, it's just a tourist travel Uh, vacation destination. And for us, it's like a lifestyle and stuff. Yes. So it's just kind of trying to be like, no, no, uh, I live full time. I have a career. Like I need to focus on that. So it's just, I just feel like I walk away from those conversations and people are still like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and for me, it's like, um, I mean, yes, I have some projects going on. Um, you know, I've got, yeah, this thing, property in Houston I manage from out here and I've got the podcast I'm working on. So I have little projects and things get me busy. Although, you know, 
to be completely honest, I'm not like hardcore working at the moment the same way you are, you know, working yeah. full time on a business. Um, and I'm still kind of like on a um, just the break mode, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> no, I was working for those years and I got to, had to take a step back. I'm now, now that I've become more domesticated, uh-huh. kind of stopped the backpacking and kind of settling down, I'm becoming more, coming more into the work mode again. Yeah. So getting ramped up, um, you know, and when I get those questions, I'm like, um, you know, I'm living. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's like the best answer. You're like, no, I'm just living. Yeah. It's good. Easy living. <laughs> but, yeah, I just find here, like, oh, it's such a great place to work. It's just, like, I don't know. It's quiet. It's a quiet city, so you can get stuff done. But you can also have a raging social life, too. Yes. Because there's yes. so many entrepreneurs coming through yeah. or, like, teachers and ex- expats in general, really. Yes. And so there's always something going on which yeah. is nice but and people to be inspired by uh, I'm constantly yeah. amazed but like I mean that's the reason why I'm thinking of actually you know after I go home and visit for the holidays actually coming back and like you know staying for like say a year or longer um, yeah. and kind of making this the home because it's just it's got everything I need and I look for it's you know I've got uh, like-minded people around me that inspire me I can play music out here and, like, <laughs> find other people to play music with uh, you know, work on podcasts, find interesting guests for my podcast. <laughs> They're all over the place, case in point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like one of those special gems. That's it I mean. is. <laughs> the one thing I've had trouble with, though, mm. is that it's so easy to become, like, complacent with where you are. Mm. There's so many people who build their businesses, and then they, they hit this plateau, and you're just kind of coasting. And it usually happens around money points, like 3000 to 5000 a month. Mm. And you just can't beat that 5000 And it's just like, it's because you've been sitting here for so long and you like got to shake stuff yeah. up again. Um, so what do you do to, so, if you get into plateaus? Um, I'll book a trip. Like, I, well, I tried the Philippines for a couple mm. months. And that, <laughs> I don't know if it was because there was nothing to do in Cebu or just having left the country and having a very different experience, like a culture shock almost sort of mm. thing, that it just, like, shook things up and, like, I got over that next hump. And then I immediately came back to Chiang Mai because I was so traumatized by, like, <laughs> my time in the Philippines. <laughs> so um, when I came back, it was just, like, it was really good. But I find myself right now just, like, falling into this weird lull routine. And, I'm, I mean, I just signed up for, like, a year-long visa. So I'm like, I need to, I need to get out of the country for a bit and just kind of shake stuff up again and right. check it out but it is really easy because the, like you said like the lifestyle so easy like there's there's lots to do it's cheap um it's got all the western amenities but for like you know the eastern asian prices mm. and it's just so yeah it's hard it's hard yeah. to like pull yourself out of that sometimes right so but you find it's good to it is a very comfortable place but mm-hmm. when you f- when you find yourself like say in your projects and yeah. at, a, at a lull and a plateau then yeah just getting out for a while yeah, that's actually just in general good advice in life. When you need inspiration, you need like if you keep doing the same things you're doing, uh, it's hard to like get that inspiration. So I yeah. think yeah, just breaking out, going on a trip somewhere for a while um, gives you. I mean, and this my what, what we've, I think we've both done it more broadly is uh, an example of that. Like you know, so in my case, quitting my job to go traveling was yeah. like okay breaking it up to figure out what do I really want to do and you know you for you to quit your job and come out and live here that you know you broke up yeah. uh, what you were doing before to hey what's the next thing so that's an even bigger version I'd say of like the yeah. jo- overcoming some plateau of comfort right because you're in a job and you're comfortable and it's very you know it was so funny like the, the day I quit my job I was actually in the Philippines because 
they called me back off my layoff, um, my layoff. And I was like, I'm going to send in my resignation. And I'm like, never have been more excited to quit a job. Yeah. And it was like, and it was a job I loved. Like I loved flight attending. I thought it was so great. And the company I worked for was awesome. But, um, but just like quitting because I was doing something on my own that was doing so well. I was like, that was such a neat feeling. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, let's party. Yeah. And not because I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was really, it was it was a cool experience. Yeah, no, it's it's a wild experience to go and, like, and do that. And, yeah. um, and it can be scary to take that leap, I yeah. think, you know, like petrifying. Um, but it's sort of like, and, and at parts, if you're going through a transformation too, and it's so exciting, but there's also parts like when you're transforming yourself in any way, whether it's you want to change your job or change something else in your life, the, the transformation process can be, like, hard and difficult. You know, like, yeah. think about, like, a caterpillar that wants to become a butterfly. Um, oh, like That's such a hippie little metaphor. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll with it anyway. Um, in this little hippie metaphor, yeah, the caterpillar has to go in a cocoon and, like, undergo this crazy process, probably painful and traumatic, and all this, and then it comes out a butterfly, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny now I'm just picturing that I'm like oh I could cocoon right now except it's really hot out <laughs> yeah I feel like that's what I feel like um, a lot of the time you know even so the, that was a big change was going from you know working to being um, you know location dependent digital nomad kind of thing or whatever but even within that like in the past year of traveling for me I know there are times where I felt like there, you know, there were transitions being made I would go through like a, a dark period for example where I was yeah. like when I was backpacking around and I got really like uh, lonely for a while, and that was the transition. It was a that was the next transition, which oh, go back to being a little more settled. And so, like, I don't know, I think we go through these things. You have to, so if you're in a plateau, like you're saying, you know, shake it up a bit, yeah, uh, get out of that comfort that you're in and go through that little bit of aggravation, then boom, you can come back and step up the next level, you know. Yeah, and it's weird, like, I mean, traveling on your own and stuff like that. Like, I came out here by myself I mean I knew I had two friends that were here so it was good and I you know fell into this very comfy group Mm. of friends but you're still very much on your own and you're doing like you said like this is a massive change like you're evolving and you're taking a you know I air quote this risk by quitting your job right um to start something out on your own and like it can be a little bit well, besides being scary, you could just be like, your emotions go like up and down. You're like excited about it. And then if something doesn't work out how you wanted it, you're like kind of bummed. And mm. it's just like rolling with those punches yes. has been the most interesting and not really having someone, I mean, you can Skype back home, but it's not the same. Like there's no one to like kind of lean on yeah. where you'd have back home. And that's been the biggest transition for me. Like yes, learning to like seriously live on my own, Yeah, on my own. Like yeah, isolated. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Like, if you're running, you know, you have your business that you're running. Yeah. I totally, re- like, very recently I can relate to this. You know, I was thinking about my house that I, on property in Houston. It went vacant, and the management company that I had working for me, like, was not doing their, their job right. You know, yeah. the place has been vacant for over a month, and they still haven't done the little repairs they need to do showings properly, you know. Oh. And so, and I was, and like you were saying, it's like when things don't go to what, you know, you thought they were going to go and like you get frustrated. And I, I was going through this period of like, ah, like pulling my hair out. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it now, it's maybe this is just one of those examples of a transition. So I ultimately yeah. fired them and got a new manager. And so now it's like night and day difference. So <laughs> it's like maybe this was a necessary change. Don't roll with the punches. Yeah. Okay. Lost some money, all this stuff. But, you know, it's. It works itself out. It, yeah. It works itself out. Isn't and, firing people kind of fun? Is that so, evil of me? I'm like, what? I think firing oh. people is kind of fun. <laughs> you <laughs> know, like, it was, <laughs> it was liberating actually. Um, you know, 
I'm not, and generally I don't like to <laughs> cause, I don't like to cause harm to others, but it felt, you know what, it felt good because I was doing the right thing for me, though. Yeah. So it did feel, because these, I, I was, ultimately, I was in a situation, right, where I was like, these guys really let me down. So I was pointing the finger at them. Like, mm-hmm. my place isn't filled because they did this wrong, they did that wrong. But as an entrepreneur, ultimately, you have to take responsibility. for yeah. your, You can't say, oh, it's my employee's fault. You know, no. Is your, if you're the owner of the business, it's your responsibility. So when I took that step and I fired them, that was like me taking finally responsibility and doing the step that needed to happen to get yeah. my stuff back together. So in that sense, uh, I really did, I did feel good, though, because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest, I felt kind of good. I'm like, oh, yes, like, um, yeah. <laughs> if I'm completely honest. but I'm like, um, I fired so many VAs, and I'm like, why is this oddly, like, Awesome. Yeah. And I, that's just And be a virtual clearly. assistant for folks listening. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, some people, I'm sure, are, are digital nomads and stuff and don't know, know the lingo. Well, yeah. I think a lot, I don't know, some people are also um, either they're backpackers, for example, or they're um, working a job thinking about backpacking, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, different folks listening in, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah so VAs virtual are, assistants, yeah. Yeah, I don't have one, actually. Um, do you f- recommend it? Well, Oh, absolutely. Like, mm. one of the best I know Tim things. Tim Ferriss talks about this in 4-Hour Workweek, which you can get in audible, trial.com slash podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> good plug. Good plug. <laughs> um, no, outsourcing was one of the biggest things that hot me from, like, yeah. that one plateau I was talking about to another because you cannot take on everything you do right. on your own. And then they're very helpful. And Were part you already of making money is... when you hired a VA? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, when I start new projects and stuff, like, I, you, when you think about it, you're like, you don't have a lot of money to put into a new business venture, but that money that you would put into having a virtual assistant is so worth it because the amount of brain space you get back Mm. pays for that. And then it allows you to move faster. It allows you to do it with a more clear intent. And then you're just like, it just makes such a world of difference. took me forever to like hop on the outsourcing train, but it was like the best thing. And yeah, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, well, I've got plenty of to ask you about it. So, oh. uh, I mean, like, so I'm considering myself. I've considered it before. I've never gone through with it. But, like, what am I looking at in terms of, you know, how much would I be paying someone who's decent? And what kind of things do you farm out to this person to help you with? Now I remember where I was going. I was going to say Sweet. <laughs> the best way to make it work is that you have to have systems in place. Okay, right. So, like, SOPs. You don't want them to do creative stuff. You want to have, like, a very laid out process. For well, the, the... You can have it be creative, but it's about having, like, so SOP, or standard operating procedure, is a written document of how you would perform a task. Mm. and But written in a way that, like, if you'd never, ever completed it, that you could be like, step one, click here. You're like, done. Okay, step two. And it's just you like... You would know laid out exactly what you need to do. Yeah, hand walks you through every single thing. And having that, and then being able to hand that off, you'll know very quickly if the VA is no good or if your system is poorly. Because... They're just, it's just like, it is a step-by-step. Or you could do videos and stuff like that, too. A lot of mm. people do ScreenFlow videos. But having those systems in place is great. And um, using, like, odesk.com, is, right. that's the that's only place I That's where you find people. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you can get it for pretty cheap depending on the quality and stuff. But you have to be aware, like, you pay for what you get always right. in life. And I'm a very firm believer in giving out bonuses and stuff for people who work great. Because, mm. I mean, I have transcriptionists, and they... You know, they charge me nothing to have it transcribed, but they do such an amazing job. And if I have them do, like, an extra long 
podcast transcription or you know I have a quick turnaround that's not normal I'll mm. just like send them like even five extra bucks and they're very grateful yeah and they feel appreciated and yeah it's really like how you'd want to be treated right. as an employee right. you do that with a VA and your, your life will be so much smoother so you've you have tasks like uh like transcripting podcasts, for example. Yep. You can get, so I could find, for example, a VA out there and I could get these podcasts uh, transcribed and yeah. uh, for folks who want to have like a written version of uh, the <laughs> Written content. content. Written content, yeah. yeah. My favorite kind of content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I outsource things like the transcriptions mm. and writing, um, social media management, stuff like uh, that that's very time-consuming. So I help, people could help me tweet things out more, you know, mm-hmm. so I have a Twitter and Facebook, but I don't necessarily... I'm not necessarily tweeting as often yeah. as I would need to to have a lot of Twitter traffic. So I got a VA, like, tweet do for that. Walking the Earth podcast. And... Do keyword research if you were, like, mm. writing an article for a website. Uh, for, like, wanted. search engine optimization stuff. Yeah. Okay. So stuff like that I would outsource because it just, it's time-consuming and you yeah. don't really need to do it. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, and a lot of times people don't want to go the route of, say, hiring an assistant like that because they would think, well, um, I could do the job better myself, and they think like, oh, uh, they don't want to send the money for it, all these reasons, but from what I've gathered from you and from reading, you know, 4-Hour Workweek, all this stuff, the the philosophy behind it is, well, yeah, maybe you are spending more money than, you know, you could do it for free and do it better yourself, but the time is mm-hmm. the key thing. So by hiring someone out to help you with these ta- kind of tasks, you free up your own time to work on, say, like, higher value activities to help you you know, help you look focus on the bigger picture on your business, for example. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that there's always a learning curve, too. Mm. And so, like, the idea that they can do it better and for free is such an ego thing. Whereas if they took the time and effort to invest in training somebody properly to do something that they wanted, then not mm. only would they regain hours of their life in the future, but, you know, it, it's just, it, would, it just makes sense. It's just smart. Um, but you have to like kick the ego and like right. recognize that there's a learning curve and it's not going to go super smooth, like starting day one, you know, might, right. might take a week. And if they're still not getting it after a week, maybe you go with somebody else, but like give it time. And then you just like, you make, you, you will make money off spending that money. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I think that's something I'm going to have to start exploring myself at some point. Um, soon. I mean, it's a common talking to different people. Who do have their own businesses out here, and it's, it's, it's a common thing you hear about. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I have a VA that helps me with that and this. Yeah. Um, so there's something to say when you look around you <laughs> at these other folks in Chiang Mai, you know, and you're like, oh, well, they have VA, you have VA. Hmm. Hmm. There's some wisdom here, I think. <laughs> like maybe I should have one too. You could have someone edit podcasts and stuff for you. Yeah. For like five bucks an hour. Uh, yeah. I mean, five bucks. Boom. Done. I I really ought to, you know, yeah. Get my, I think for me, well, I'd love, what do you think about this? So my, think, my thought process now is like I don't really make enough money on these different businesses yet to like say in my mind justify it. But then there's the other thought that, well, once I, if I do that, then maybe I'll have the time and I'll start being able to. Is there a certain – so would you say that you should wait till you have a business that's making some amount of money before you hire somebody or would you say just go for it? first and then. I would hire first yeah you save a lot of time in the long run and mm. I mean the reality is is you are making a bit of money it just depends on what you you start small like outsource a couple little things and you're not spending a lot of money right and like grow so just test out the idea of using a virtual assistant yeah and like grow how much you need them as yeah. you start making more but if you 
can't outsource or if you choose not to outsource, you will never have that space to be able to like continue building your business. You cannot build a business with just one person. You right. need a you team. You can't do everything. You. Yeah, I think teams are essential. Like, yeah. you have to have a team behind you. Yeah, and unless you're actually collaborating with explicitly with other partners on the project, yeah, it's probably extremely important to, I mean, it's effectively, effectively getting an employee. Yeah. So to hire your first employees, you know, that's something you need to do to, to build to, to any, you know, big level. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah. do it. Just take the leap. <laughs> it's fun, too. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it could start with small things, like, have someone help me with some some little repetitive. Do you use VAs for personal life as well, or just for business type of stuff? Oh, just business. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I know people that use their VAs to like purchase gifts for their like boyfriends right. or girlfriends. I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> I'm like, if I can't handle that on my own, like, there's something way worse going on. So. I think Tim Ferriss used it to like screen dating uh, uh, the potential dates. <laughs> I'm gonna outsource my Tinder. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that's, that's probably a that's good hilarious. idea. That's hilarious, yeah. We talked about Tinder one. in the last episode, actually, too. <laughs> outsourcing <It's>, Tinder. <laughs> that, that app is evil because it's uh, just genius. Like, right. what better? You're like, oh, I think you're hot or not. And then it's like, keep playing. You're like, yes, I will It's addictive, keep right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, anyway, yeah. Yeah, only let me know when you have a match <laughs> and we're having communication and date set up. Yes, I'll farm out the, yeah. the Tindering. It's really easy to say you think it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, this is my structure for dude, and then yeah. let me know if they say something awful. Right. <laughs> Delete. Unmatch. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably have better luck with me, so maybe that's, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, start with simple things in my life, like Tinder. And <laughs> yes, <I'll> go from <laughs> there. And then I can build up to, to business, big business ideas. Outsourcing them to the actual date. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. If they've passed, then you can tell them, you know. Like, you've made it through the first round. Now you'll be seeing me on the date. Like, wait, wait, what? You're not the date? <laughs> no, no, I'm just from Odesk. <laughs> <laughs> I got hired. <laughs> yeah, uh, they should look into that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, I know you have another appointment to get to. Um, so I'm going to ask you one more question okay. before I let you go. Uh, the answer with the first thing that pops in your head. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. <laughs> the question I was going to ask you is what? Not about dinosaurs this time? It's not about dinosaurs. I, yeah, I did ask you dinosaur questions when we are testing the mic levels. Um, this is guilty. Um, this one, though, is before you die, what is something that you'd like to do? That's morbid. <laughs> or, okay, I'll, I'll say it in a positive way. In your life, what is something you'd like to do that I you haven't done yet? I want to have a villa in Tuscany. All right. And crash a yacht. You want to crash a yacht? Yeah. All I right. mean, I saw it on Wolf of Wall Street, and I'm like, damn, that looks like fun. I'm like, if I'm making enough money that I can do that and not care, that's winning. Yeah. Uh, Major goals. Oh, that's awesome. Um, My mom would be proud. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, well, you know, I, I would like to have enough money to be able to crash a yacht and not worry about right? it. <laughs> it. Just I mean, it seems like a bit of a waste, but I figure right. if you crash it, you could get it fixed anyway. So you're just like, done. <laughs> Got it. Out of uh, my system. Awesome. But yeah. Uh, sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, folks that want to find more from you, um, they have actually a couple sites. So you mentioned earlier, yeah. accidentalentrepreneur.com. Um, and the one that you that, sorry, that's CA. Canadian, eh? Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, 
accidentalentrepreneur.ca. Yes. Find out about uh, your, blo- your posts about your travels and uh, being a, well, for lack of a better word, a digital nomad. Yeah. And people can find about your services too, I think, doing yes. an online manager. But your new site is CrossFitBitches. This is .com or .ca? .com. What, are you American now? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so CrossFitBitches.com is my new venture, and it's, I got sucked into the CrossFit culture here, and so basically it's a women's community, so sorry dudes, y'all are out, but but yeah, it's a women's community for just, you know, supporting each other, and there'll be, like, you can purchase um, six-week plans and stuff like that, so Mm. you can start training yourself, and yeah, it's just, it's a good women's community, so I'm excited about that, and it's not like... It's an aggressive name, but it's like yeah. CrossFit bitches. Like, like not like you're a bitch to CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit is your bitch. So, so <laughs> am I eligible if I become a ladyboy? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Yeah. So <laughs> only for women and ladyboys, CrossFitBitches.com, right. not .ca. Correct. Um, yeah, actually, what I like also about that, though, is that you have turned a passion, which is people would think of as having to be physically in the same place, and you've made an online business out of that. Uh, so I've CrossFit, a physical thing. You yeah. also made that into an online business. I think that's also really cool, too. It goes yeah. to show that you can turn pretty much any passion into something you can manage totally. from wherever. Yeah. Um, so another note on that. Even if I'm uh, not allowed as a man, respect. <laughs> 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 but for you. people who are, who are interested in CrossFit, you can find that at CrossFitBitches.com. <laughs> um, awesome. Sabrina, appreciate uh, having you on. Uh, can people find you on like Twitter and stuff too? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Taylor underscore Sabrina. Cool. Or um, I've got a Facebook page for my accidental entrepreneur. So it's facebook.com forward slash accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> awesome. And um, I'm going to also, as always, compile all this content together. So all your different websites and social media. Um, so for the blog post that goes along with this episode, um, I'll have links to all the ways you can find Sabrina. So you can find that at wtepodcast.com. Also, please do go to iTunes, give us a rating review. Uh, If you want a free audiobook, you can also get one at audibletrial.com slash wtepodcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Sawadee kap. Next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, we talk with Alex Jimenez, the editor and founder of travelfashiongirl.com. In our conversation, we talk about everything from packing correctly for different countries, the contrast of packing for an international trip for a man versus a woman, um, music festivals, motion sickness. We even touch on relationships on the road. So feel free to check that out online next week. It will be posted at wtepodcast.com.